Hi, this is Florence on Inspire 25. So last week I talked about the small miracles, the miracles, do you see the small miracles in your life? And as I was reflecting on the message about the water turning to wine, the purification of the water, that actually is a symbolization of Jesus with the water turned into wine because the water was him in his purification, in his holiness. And the wine was the blood that was shed for us to live. And I just thought I'll share that with you. So the water was God's purification, Jesus' purification. And even in the beginning of John chapter two, John was actually mentioning the crucifixion mentioning that Jesus would die on the cross, the one who was holy, the one without sin would die and that purification would turn to the blood. But then on the third day, he rose again. And he rose again. So the stripes, every stripe that he was whipped, he was beaten, he was rejected, he was abused, was for us. He took away our sins. Jesus came to take away our sins. He took away those sins. He took away the shame. He took away the pain. He took it on the cross for you, for me. No more shame. No more condemnation in Christ Jesus. No more shame. You are a new creation. Jesus took it for you. No more limitation. No more holding back. No more staying stuck and bound. Be free. I've come, Jesus said, I've come to set the captives free. Be free. That you can be free in him. Your past don't have the power over you anymore. To stop you. The lies don't have any hold on you anymore. To stop you. You have been made whole. Be free and be you and be unique. And even those awkward things about you is still part of you to be expressed. We don't have to have it all together. We don't have to have everything figured out. But God said he orders the steps of the righteous man. He orders your steps. So be free and know that he shed his blood for you, that he was pure, he was holy, he was without sin. And he went through all that pain, all that beating, all that abuse, all that insults, so we can have access to our Father in heaven, that we can have access to God, to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. You have access. You have the keys. 
to the kingdom of God. God has freely given it to us. We just have to believe it. It's our choice. We can make that decision today to say, I want to live my life for Christ. I want to live my life in the fullness that what this girl is talking about today. Ask God to come into your life. He's waiting for you. He says, I'm at the door knocking. Will you let me in? I'm at the door waiting. Will you answer the call? And I'm not saying even when you do answer the call that the road will be easy. But even when the road isn't easy, God is still at your side. God is at your side. God is at your back. God is at your front. And God is all around you. So he helps you through those steps. He helps you through those challenging times that you're not alone. Because you have him. Answer the call today. Call to Jesus and he will answer you. Call to Jesus and he will answer you. Cast all your burdens onto him because he cares for you. That you may be heavy today, you may be burdened today, but he will carry you and he will take all those burdens and he will carry them for you. living waters and as I reflect on the living water who is the living water what does it represent to you what does it represent to me the living water the foundation of life John 4 13 Jesus answered and said to her whoever drinks of this water will thirst again but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water, springing up into eternal life, everlasting life. The living waters. Jesus is the living water. The Holy Spirit is the living water that comes to redeem, that comes to convict, that comes to reinsure, that comes to take care of us. And as I was reading John 4, 13 and 14, Jesus is at the well with the woman and he asked her for a drink, the Samarian woman, and he asked her for a drink. Basically, he uses an allergy at the well to represent the light, to represent the true living waters. When we look at water in the natural, water is a source of our life, that, that we need water to survive, we need water to bath, we need water to drink, we need water to wash the dishes, we need water to wash the clothes, we need water 
for, for substance. We need water. That we are half water in our bodies. Our bodies is fully, we have water in our bodies. So we need water to live in the natural. The same way in the spirit, we need the holy water, the living water, the foundation of water to come into our lives so we can be changed and transformed into the image and likeness of God. The living waters, the everlasting water that God has given us eternal life as we believe in him, as we trust in him, as we are born again. The spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. God has given us the spirit of life, the, the foundation of life, the water springing up. So we are grounded, we are protected, that we have everything that we need. That even when we're burdened and even when we're downcast, that living water restores our soul. Just as when you drink a glass of water, when you're hydrated and how it refreshes you, the same way the Holy Spirit in Jesus refreshes our soul. The living waters, the overflowing of abundance is in the Holy Spirit in Jesus and God. The overabundance of life and living it to the fullest is the living waters that God has given us. The only condition that he wants us to have is to believe. To believe. Whoever believes in me will have eternal life, will have everlasting life. That God will give you the water, that you will never thirst again. That the cup will be filled. That if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you shall be filled. And as you begin to just imagine a cup of water, and you begin to pour a jug of water and you begin to pour the water into the cup. The clear water. Crystal clear. That as you begin to drink it, it just rejuvenates and gives you energy and fills you up. That's the same way that God does. He fills our cup with overflowing. He fills our cup with love he fills our cup with joy he fills our cup with hope that in our natural self we are flesh and we are bones but we still have the living water inside of us that can come out the flesh talks to the flesh and the spirit talks to the spirit we are all spirit beings we have a spirit being inside of us that as we begin to quiet ourselves and listen we'll hear God speaking in every area of your life the overflowing living waters let the Holy Spirit come in let the Holy Spirit come and take control Whoever believes in me will not be condemned. But those who do not believe are condemned already. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. 
and this is a condemnation that the light has not come into man darkness is everywhere but darkness cannot understand the light because the light always brightens up the day the light always shines through the crystal clear purification of Jesus coming without sin coming to bring us redemption to bring us to drink the everlasting living waters the drink of life the drink of hope the drink of joy the drink of peace the wisdom the knowledge the understanding that he gives us as we begin to trust as we begin to believe as we begin to recognize that in Jesus we have it all in Jesus we have everything we need that even when he died on the cross he said i'm going to send you a counselor somebody who can be with you someone who can commune and 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 speak on your behalf that i will send you a counselor someone to comfort you the holy spirit is within us the holy spirit grieves when we are not connected to him you could just imagine just like a door that is closed and you have the keys but you're not opening it because you don't know which way to turn it because you choose not to turn it because you're thinking you're not knowing how to the holy spirit is in us and as you ask for the holy spirit to come to you and draw close to you then the holy spirit will come or begin to speak through the word of god speak through worship through songs but it's also time to quiet yourself and listen. As I mentioned last week, do you see the small miracles? Do you take time your day to meditate on the word of God night and day? It says meditate on the word night and day. Then your ways will be prosperous and successful if you meditate on the word night and day. If you begin to put God first, if you take time out of your day to stop and quiet yourself in the word of God. He said, Jesus said, I've come to give you life and give it to you abundantly. I've come to give you life. I've come to give you peace. I've come to give you joy. The living water, the spring of water, when you think of a fountain and how it never, it never runs out, it never runs dry. The living water is a continuous, continuous overflowing of abundance, overflowing of success, overflowing of joy. You can experience that joy today. You can experience that hope today as you trust the living waters that God has given you. And you trust the Holy Spirit to direct you and order your steps. As you trust the voice of the Lord calling your name.
Revelations chapter 7 verse 7 verse 16 They shall neither hunger anymore nor thirst anymore The sun shall not strike them nor any heat For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to a living fountain of water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes that you will neither hunger or thirst anymore that the sun shall not strike you nor the heat will burn you for the lamb who is in the midst of the throne the lamb of God who takes away all sins will shepherd you and lead you to the foundation and fountain of the living waters and he will wipe away every tear from your eyes so my brothers and sisters those who you are weeping those of you who are heavy and cast down God is saying to you that he will wipe away every tear he will wipe away every worry he will wipe away every fear the living waters is calling for you to come Seek and you will find, knock, and the door will be open. Whoever seeks will find. Whoever knocks, the door will be open. That God will wipe away every tear from your eyes, every sorrow, every pain. God will wipe away your tears. He will wipe away your sorrows. He will wipe away your grief. That you will no longer have to worry. But he will take care of you. And just as he spoke to the Samaria woman. And said to her. That the natural water will run out. The natural water you'll be thirsty again. But if you come and take from the living waters, the foundation of everlasting life I will give you, will never run out, will never run dry. That it will be constant in your life as you ask for the living waters, as you ask God to fill your cup. It will be an overflowing as you continue to pour your water. It will be overflowing, bubbling up, bubbling up, bubbling up, never drying. And you will pass that living waters to everyone you meet. The bursting of joy. The bursting of love. The connection, the harmony, the peace that you have within. And he said he will quiet you in still waters. That he will give you peace. That he will fill you with an overflowing. The Samaria woman said, who are you? Who are you? And she, I said, I want this water so I can never thirst again. And Jesus told her everything about her life. And she knew that there was something different about him. 
the true worshippers will worship Jesus in spirit and in truth. In spirit, the connection that he has from your heart, your connection that you have, that is not worshipping God to please others or to get validation from anyone else but you're worshiping God from your heart because you know what he's done for you and you know what he's continued to do for you and you know how he's protected you and you know how he saved you and you know how he guided you and he knows how he stopped you from things that you wanted to do for yourself the hour is coming and now it is when the true worshipers will worship me in spirit and in truth. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the life that we need to survive in this world that we live in. He is your guide. And as you begin to fill your days with more of him, the living waters will just begin to grow more and more. That where you are now, as you begin to just ask God for the Holy Spirit, the living waters will just overflow and overflow and overflow. is seeking such of this to worship him for those that come genuinely from their heart not because of what people can see them do not because of what someone's going to say but you worship God in your closet you worship God in your car you worship God all the time and it's not about who's there or not there but it's your relationship is your love that you have for the father that you worship and that worship comes out and is shown in the world that there's something different about you you can make the you can make the choice today to worship God in spirit and truth, to seek his face, to love on him, to honor him, to walk in purity as he walked in purity, that Jesus is our living example how to live. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. For this is a day that you have made. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad. Thank you for all the listeners who hears this podcast on November the 30th, 2021. A day to remember, a day how you looked after my son last year. How you protected him, how you saved him, how you brought him back to life. So Father, Lord, I come with gratitude, I come with thankfulness, I come with hope. Because you have been so faithful to me, Lord, I pray 
that you'll be faithful to all these people who are listening. Thank you, oh God, for the fountain of life, foundation of life. Thank you for giving us the hope and sending your Holy Spirit so we can be comforted when we need comforted. Father, we thank you, oh God, for your living waters. Thank you, oh God, Father, for everlasting life. Thank you, oh God, that you love us so much, Lord Father, that you care for us so much, God. That you are willing to give up your son. You are willing to give up your son. And he was willing to do your will, God. So, Father, we thank you, God. That he was willing to do the work until it was finished. He was willing to go through the persecution. Go through the shame, the beating, so we can live. So, Father, we are very grateful, God, as we enter a new month, as we enter the month of Christmas, December. Lord, I just pray that you will give people hope, that they will remember you as the living waters that you sent the Holy Spirit to be there for them. We cast out confusion right now. We cast out anxiety right now. And we begin to ask for you to bring peace in the still waters from you to bring peace, God, Father, Lord, when there is no peace. For you to burst the joy that's within, God, Father, that needs to come out, God. Lord, I just pray that you'll bring order to your people. Any worry, oh God, about these variances and all these pandemics, Lord, Father, we pray that you will fill people with hope. You'll fill people with a new way of thinking that they would cleave unto you, cleave unto your word, that they would take time out their day to meditate on your word night and day. He said, do not let this book come out of our mouths, but we should meditate on it night and day. Lord, I just pray that you will be our help, God, in time of trouble, that you will sing over us, you will dance over us, oh God, and you will fill our days with more of you. Father, we thank you, oh God, Father, for all you have done and all you're yet to do. We thank you, oh God, for our families, our friends and the people that we know. We thank you for your protection over them. We thank you, oh God, for that you watch over them. Thank you, oh God, that you'll hear our voice in the morning and you will direct us in the morning as we look up to you, as we look up to your throne of grace. We pray healing for those who need healing. We pray provision for those who need provision. We pray, God, that, Lord, as we delight in the law of the Lord, God, and meditate on you night and day, that we will be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that brings forth its fruit in season, that whose, whose leaves also shall never wither, that we will never wither or dry up. But Lord, we will be prosperous in everything that we do because we look unto you, because we seek your counsel and we seek your direction. Father, we thank you for this day that we will put all our trust in you. We will put our trust in you, God, Father, not in our money, not in our own selves, God, not in our spouses, not in our children, but we will put our trust in you. Not in our co-workers, not in our managers, Lord. 
but we will love everybody, but we will truly trust you as we wake up in the morning, as we go through our day and as we go to sleep, that we will continue to trust you in everything, God. We know you are a God who is able to do. We know you are God of miracles, oh God. You are the way you make up and you always make a way. Sometimes, Lord, we thank you for those things that you don't allow us to tap into, you don't allow us to step into because we, you know there's going to be our downfall. So, Father, we thank you this morning that you know us by name, that we are loved, we are treasured by you. And I thank you that you will bring hope to every person today. You'll fill their cup with overflowing, that they will know that surely your goodness, your mercy will follow them all the days of their lives. And they should dwell in your house forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. And may the joy of the Lord be your strength today. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Florence on Inspire 25. Happy December. Happy the 7th of December 2021. Countdown to Christmas. Countdown to New Year. Hope all of you are doing well and getting excited about the season. And Jesus is the reason for the season. So stay focused. Stay on top. And know that God is able to do great and wonderful things in your life. Today, I'm going to talk about what do you see? The abundance of God in the midst of trials. Perception. What do you see? John 6. Chapter 5, John 6, verse 5. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Eight months' wages would not buy enough bread for each one of us. To have a bite. Enough of his disciples, Andrew, Simon's Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fishes. But how far will they go amongst so many? How far would it go amongst so many? The overflow of God. How far would it go amongst so many? When you think about that statement, we may say that a lot. Do we have enough, God? Is it enough? Would I be able to pay my bills this month? Would I be able to do the Christmas shopping this month? Would I be able to, if I lose my job, would I be able to have enough? If I left everything and gone to another country to go on missions, how would it happen? Would I have enough? Would it be enough, Lord? And that's the question that Peter's brother Andrew is saying. But how far would it go? 
How far would it go? Will my salary stretch? How far would it go? When all these other uncertain things come in, how far would it go? Good question. When we trust in ourselves and when we don't believe in the provider, Jaira, God, Jaira, God is our provider, then these things will not go far. But when we believe and when we trust in God, who is our provider, that little that you think is little will go more than enough. Five loaves of bread, two fishes. Five loaves of bread. Five small loaves of bread. They emphasize the small loaves of bread and two fishes. How would it be enough to feed all these people, eight months salary. So the average salary, say in California, say, I'm going to say the average salary, maybe about 120000 an eight months salary. So you divide 120, divided times eight, you know, divided by 12 times eight. How far would that stretch? How far would it go? How far would it go? So 80,000, you'll need $80,000 to feed all the people that was with Jesus at the time that were listening and saw his signs and wonders and his miracles. $80,000. Where am I going to get $80,000 today? Where am I going to get $100,000 today? I need to buy this. I need to buy that house. I need to buy that building. I need to invest you know, I need 80000 to renovate my house. Whatever that 80000 is, and that's just a number, it could be any number that you're looking at or any number that you're thinking. But where am I going to get that money? How far would that go? I've only got, oh, not even a quarter of that. I've only got like a one-tenth of that. So I need 80000 and I've only got 8000 How am I going to do it? How is it going to work? How is it possible? It's possible if you believe. It's possible when you change your perception about what God can do with the small that you have. He will turn it into an overflowing of abundance. The abundance is here. And I'm going to read something from Jesus is calling every enjoying peace in his presence. And I'm going to take one line from what she mentioned today. And it's so relevant to what I want to talk about. When your perception narrows so that the problem of details fills your consciousness, you feel empty and incomplete. I'm going to read it again. When you, when your perception narrows so that the problem or the details fills your consciousness, you feel empty and incomplete. When you have a negative perception of how it's going to get done, when you begin to believe and see, only focus on how it's not going to get done, then it makes you feel incomplete. It makes you feel empty. It makes you feel stuck. It makes you feel bound. It makes you feel this is impossible. But when you turn it to God and say, I know you can do it. God can do it. Then you begin to see and begin to step in by faith. You begin to step by faith 
to know that in me it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible if I believe. So all I have to do is believe in a thing, believe in the provision, believe that it's already in existence. We call those things into being, though they were not as if they were. We speak life into the situation and focus only on the possibilities of it coming. Then we begin to step into the possibilities of what we need. So back to the scriptures of they only had five, five bread, five loaves of bread, two fishes. So many people must have been over 5,000 people were in that place where Jesus was. And they were hungry. They were thirsty. They were weary. They needed food because they were following Jesus for a while. They were seeing the miracles. They were seeing everything he does. And now they were tired. And it's probably a hot day. They were thirsty. And they needed food. They needed provision. They had five breads and two fishes. What do you have in your hand that God can multiply for you? There's always something that you have that he can multiply. We just have to believe in the thing. Your perception has to believe that it's possible. And once you stand on the possibilities of God, it's not my will, Lord, but your will be done. That God's will be done as we begin to step into the promises of God and believe without a shed of doubt that yes, it is possible. Jesus said, verse 10, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place and the men sat down, about 5,000 of them. Jesus then took the love, gave thanks and distributed those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. And when they all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces I left over. Let nothing be wasted. 5,000 people were fed with five bread and two fishes. And there was leftovers. There was an overflow of abundance. They ate as much as they possibly could eat. This is the God that we serve, ladies and gentlemen. This is the God of miracles that opens the door when we begin to believe by faith that it's possible. They needed 80,000 to feed these people if we're talking in California. God provided them with the abundance of the food. Not only just one piece, but they had as much as they wanted to eat. And when they were full, and when they were full, that they couldn't breathe, or they couldn't move, and they just wanted to just sit and slumber and just lie down because the food was so much in them. He said to his disciples, gather the rest, the leftovers, the overflowing. So we live from the overflow. And I made a song up about that, and I might share it another time. Living from the overflow. Are we living in the overflow? That's a question I want you guys to ponder on today. Are you living in the overflow of what God has said that you can have? Or are you doubting and saying, how 
and wondering how it's going to happen. We don't need to know how. We don't need to know when. But we know if we trust and if we believe and have faith, that's all what God asks us. If you believe it's possible, if you believe he can do it, then he will show up and he will do it. So wherever you're trusting God in this season, whatever you need for this season, know that whatever's in your hand right now is what he will use to fill the cup. To fill your cup. When we look at the woman who was a widow and um, Elisha came to the town and she let him stay in her house and he said to her, feed me, I need food. And she said, she gave her the last food. And then she said to him, my sons are gonna be used as debtors. And he asked her, what do you have in your house? And she says, I only have a little bit of oil. Sometimes we, we play down what we have. We always think what we have is not enough. We always think what what we have is not enough. So we play down what we have and we don't look at the possibilities of what we have and thinking what we have is good enough. The lady said, I have just a little bit of oil. And he told her, go to all your neighbours, borrow as many jugs as you can and come into your house, lock your door and fill every jug and pour the oil into the jugs. And every jug was filled. I only have a little bit of oil. She borrowed as many jugs as she can possibly borrow. And every jug that she poured the oil into was filled. What do you have in your hands that God wouldn't multiply? What do you have right now in your hands that God is saying? Give it to me and I will multiply it. Give it to me and I will make room for you. Give it to me and I will feed every desire that you have. Give it to me. You already have what you need. You just can't see it. Your perception is wrong because you're thinking that it's only a little bit. You're thinking that you're not enough. But I'm here to tell you that you are enough and you are good enough and you are able. What do you have in your hands? What do you have in your hands that God can use and multiply? The lady with the oil said, I only have a little bit of oil. What little bit do you have? that can turn to an overflowing abundance. Nothing's too little or nothing's too big. It's the perception of how you see things. What do you see? What do you see and what do you believe? What do you believe about you? God fed the 5,000. And he told his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. 
there was an overflowing of abundance. Just like the woman who poured the oil, there was an overflow of abundance. And she sold every single jug of oil. And she was able to get out of debt. What are you trusting God for today? What desires do you have that he cannot do? My God shall supply all my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Are you believing that scripture? Are you believing that he has everything for you? Are you believing that you have it in your hands right now? Open your hands. Lift them up to God. Give thanks. Jesus broke the bread and gave thanks. He broke the bread. This is my body. Take and eat. And he's representing it with food. And in one of my episodes, I said, you know, feed your feed. Feed yourself with holiness, righteousness. Feed yourself with the word of God. As you lift up your hands and give thanks. Thank you, God, for this day. Thank you, Father, for this day. Thank you for the provisions. Thank you, Father, Lord, that you're making a way. Thank you, God, that you will use what I have in my hands, this small bread, this small oil, that you will use it for your glory. Do not be intimidated by what you think you don't have, but be encouraged by the things you do have. What do you have in your hands that you can use? Jesus broke the bread and gave thanks and fed the 5,000. And there was an overflow. Overflow. Living from the overflow. Living from the inside out. Trusting, believing. Seeing what God sees. Hearing what God hears. Saying what God says. You can do all things in God who gives you strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength today. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. I am your deliverer. I will deliver you. When you call on me, I will answer. And I will not delay. God will not delay. As you trust. As you trust. As you trust. As you believe. And as you step out in faith. What is your perception today? Matthew 10, 29 to 31. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of these will fall to the ground apart from the will of your father. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. You are worth more than many sparrows. God can feed the sparrows. God can feed the the birds of the air. And he's saying to you, you are worth more than the sparrows. You are worth more than the birds who fly 
who trust, who believes that everything will be given to them. You are worth more than the sparrows. And if you, those who have, you have children, can give your children the things they ask for, how much more can God give you the things that you need? What's in your hands? What's in your hands that God has already blessed, that you're begrudging, that you're looking at as it's small? It's not small. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough to get started. It's enough to take that leap of faith. It's enough to get you to the next level. It is enough. If God can feed the birds of the air, if God can tell those people to sit down in rows and feed them and they can get fed until they are so overly full, God is the same God who can do it for you. And I want you to begin to thank God every day as you wake up, as you go through your day, as you go lay down to sleep, begin to thank God for where you are. Begin to thank God for how he has provided in the past that got you to where you are right now. And even when you may think you don't have anything, look around you. There is something that you have that he can use. There's giftings inside of you that needs to come out, that is waiting to come out. There's things inside of you that is stirring up. What do you have that you can use? There's stores of blessings and breakthrough in you. Lord Jesus, Father, I thank you for this wonderful day. I thank you for this word that is given me today about the overflowing of abundance. That, Lord, you show me that we are enough. That, Lord, I pray that you will show these people that they are enough. That nothing is big or nothing is small. But they have something. Five loaves of bread and two fishes to feed 5,000 people. Lord, I just pray, God, Father, that you'll just give, give the people, your people, God, perception to believe the impossible, to believe, God, that you are turning and you have turned this situation around, that you will provide every need, that you have provided every need, God, that doors will begin to open for them, oh God, Father, and they will see the abundance, they will see the overflow of your goodness, oh God. Father, you know their needs. You know what they need, Lord God. You know they need a miracle, Father God. You know they're trusting you, oh God, for great and wonderful things. So, Father, we thank you that you will show up. We thank you that you will come and reign, Father, in them and provide to the needs. That they would have an overflow, the leftovers, oh God. They will have more than enough that it can just be given to others and given and given and given. So as you bless them, they will bless others. 
that they will remain humble, God, Father, and they will thirst for righteousness and you will fill their cup with an overflowing. Thank you, oh God, that you are the overflower. And Lord, you will remind them, God, Father, Lord, so they gather them and fill 12 baskets with pieces of bread. <laughs> 12 baskets of overflowing for those who have eaten. So God's saying to you that not only I'm going to bless you in the thing that you want, but I'm going to even give you bigger than what you want. So what is it you want? What is it you want? What do you see? What do you see? And what perception you're going to have to receive what God is going to give you? He's going to give you an overflow. You want in one house, he might give you 10. Not for yourself, but there might be something you need to do with the 10. You may want 100,000, 120,000. He want to give you an overflowing times that by 12. 12 times 12. What is it that you desire that he can't do? And he showed you an example. There's so many living examples that you can really look at at the Bible. That they didn't know how... Peter didn't know how they're going to get fed. But Jesus asked him a question. Where shall we buy food for these people? Jesus already got the answer. He's already got the answer for us. But he wants to also sometimes ask us a question, see if we can believe in him. Jesus already had the answer. When Jesus looked up and saw the great crowd coming towards him, he said to the feet. So, Lord, I thank you, God, that they will see your overflow of abundance. They will fix their eyes on you. They will trust you. And they will enjoy the process and see the miracles that you are doing in their lives. So, Father God, I pray that you'll bless them and to continue to fill them with your joy. In Jesus' name, amen.